Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast, where listeners will be encouraged with positive thoughts and actions that can be applied to combat that negativity that inundates our daily lives. Guiding people to see a positive perspective in personal and professional life events. Now, here is your host, Bob Brum, the Encouragement Engineer. Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. We help people to combat the negativity that inundates our daily lives with a positive perspective and positive action. Today's guest is Matt Schaup. Our guest, and he has such an interesting path. So uh, let's get a hold of this here. This is interesting. After being laid off from a job he hated, he started his own business with the last $100 he had. That business, m Painting, grew to produce over 30 million in revenue and was named one of the United States top small workplaces by Inc. Magazine. Matt was named one of the Colorado Bix Magazine's top five most influential young professionals and one of 40 under 40 top business leaders. Matt has founded six successful companies and grown them all from the ground up. All of these companies are being run by extraordinary people. Along the way, Matt received his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, traveled the world, raised an amazing family, and probably still is, and learned to perfect cooking Spanish paella and has enjoyed pouring into the lives of innumerable entrepreneurs and small business leaders, all while always enjoying countless cups of Spanish coffee at Cafe Sevilla. <laughs> so please welcome to the show, Matt Schaup. Matt, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Bob, thank you for having me. Really pumped to be here with you. Well, good, good. I appreciate it. It's it's an interesting story because I have another friend of mine that's uh, he's got a painting business. He's growing it really well, and he's also into martial arts as well. He's a, yeah. I think, a fourth degree black belt. Um, so, it, it, interesting paradigm there. Um, but tell us about you, though. Tell let let the, the audience get to know you a little better. Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey, so I lived there till I was ten years old, <clears throat> and and my childhood was um, I was very creative, talkative energetic. I got labeled a troublemaker, right? So like I could never sit down and shut up. And um, I was always moving a lot faster. Like I just remember my brain always moving differently than how they wanted it to move in school. And um, just I was creative. I, yeah. I had all kinds of ideas and stories. And, you know, I got kicked out of class a lot, though, for, mm-hmm. for that. So I just didn't fit into school in that capacity. And I got bullied a lot growing up. So I mean, that was actually a big part of my upbringing. And, and that really eventually led me to martial arts. But I, I just remember not really having a strong sense of certainty and purpose and identity as a kid. It's kind of scared of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So we moved from Jersey out to Colorado when I'm 10. And um, this summer, between turning nine and 10, you know, as I'm getting ready to come into school in Colorado, like it was a really pivotal moment, is I asked my parents to give me some money to buy a boombox. Yeah. You know, the big CD player, mm-hmm. double cassette, you know, 12 <laughs> D batteries. And they're like, no, find a way to make your own money. You know, we're not going to go buy you a $200 boombox at Radio Shack if you go make $200. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, this was like the first time that my creativity and my uh, impatientness and yeah. can't sit stillness really came together. And I'm like, well, hold on. I I mow your grass for four dollars a week. So, you know, if I go do that, whatever, 50 times or yeah, 50 times, I can make $200. So they let me take the lawnmower. I went and knocked on doors. You know, yep. 10 years old, I get this big old massive yeah. lawnmower pushing yeah. it down the street and um, landed landed some lawnmowing accounts. And I ended up making, it was in the thousands. It was a couple thousand dollars when I'm 10 back right. in wow. 1990. So like, that's a million bucks to me. Yeah. You know, I've got it in a little fishing tackle box with a lock, like a little, little stash of cash, like a drug dealer. Um, <laughs> and, and that's And that's what a lot of the kids I ran around with, like ended up turning into so so a lot of the kids yeah. i i knew 
growing up in Jersey, they got into that stuff. Yeah. So uh, it was a, it was a blessing in disguise that we moved out to Colorado, but that ignited my passion for business and mm. marketing. And Hey, got a goal. I'm here. Want to go here. Here's the steps to do it. Go do it. And right. that's it. And then that turned eventually into all the businesses that we, that we have today. And that whole knocking on doors, I've got to make something happen. Got to go get it. Mentality at 10 really came into play when I got fired from that bank in 2005, because that was the exact same thing I did to launch the painting company. Wow. Wow. And that brings up a good point too, because that, that, that mindset, I, I remember, yeah, going, when I was in grade school, you know, they have candy sales at Halloween. So you'd, you'd yeah. be literally knocking on everybody's door and, and you make sure you get there before the other kids in the school. Cause y'all live in the same area. It's like, okay, I'll get mm-hmm. this block and this block. You take those ones. Mm-hmm. And try to see who can make the most, but that does, yeah. Like you said, it gives you that effort, that drive of, okay, what do I got to do next? What do I got to do next? You keep going from mm-hmm. house to house. They're going to say no. There's not going to be people home. You know, they may say, mm-hmm. "Well, come back later." All those things. It helps you overcome those rejections and that, yeah, that reality of situations. Um, that's great. Yeah. You learn that at, at early in life. Um, it's interesting because I was looking at your website, and there's an interesting quote that I, I really like that. I think helps explain a little bit about what you're doing. Um, it says, I tell stories about my story to make your story better. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about yeah. that because that's, yeah, you got to yeah. almost read it twice. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit, a little bit of a tongue twister, but yeah. I, you know, I, I'm a huge believer in, in like everybody listening to this, you, me, whoever, we all have a, a story and there's, and there's value in that. And one of the best and, and deepest and most profound ways that humans can connect when they're doing life together, business together, marriage together, like whatever that is, think, think about all these, you know, p- these people you have in your life, when you connect with them and you can share your story, you can hear their story and just look at the things that they've overcome, the lessons they've learned, the, the insights they've, they've gleaned that you can then use to make people's lives better. Like I get to do that on a daily basis with, with, men. So, and it ends up to uh, attract a lot of faith-based businessmen that are just struggling with, with trying to get their business going, or maybe it's a marriage issue. And um, I initially started as this like business marketing guy talking about business and marketing, but I'm like, no, I've overcome a lot in life. And to share those parts of my story with people that can help, it's a beautiful thing. And everybody in the world has an opportunity to, to do that, whether they realize it or not. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's a great point. You you say that too, because I always tell people, you know, it doesn't matter your title. We're all people first. Mm-hmm. The key is we're all going to have stuff. We all, like you said, yeah. and you think you all have a story. You've overcome something, mm-hmm. whether it's learning to tie your shoes or overcoming the death of a loved one. We all mm-hmm. have something that we've been able to overcome. And how can we help others that yeah. might be in that situation now at a different time in their life overcome mm-hmm. that because you have the experience um how do you how do you help people just to see that i mean i know you you got a second chance and it it talks about that on your website a lot of them a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) well and i I just want to commend you for what you're doing right because all of the struggle and adversity and trauma everybody's gone through some kind of trauma is is that trauma can hang around and, and it can be and this is the truth for everybody and it is for me it can sit on one shoulder and tell you why you're worthless and you're not going to amount to anything and why you need to stay in that trauma and why you're just a piece of crap. No, it, it just does. And then there's this other flip side of like, no, 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 no. Like that's, that's what the trauma wants to do. 
there's purpose in that. There was adversity you overcame. There's there's positivity in like what you're doing with encouraging people. You you first got to just understand that that voice is always going to be there, and you've got to learn about how it comes in, where it comes in, um, whether it's at a deep conscious subconscious level. Uh, but what I like what I get to do in business. So I'll give you give you an example. I had a gentleman walk in the other day. We just hiked. 70 miles over six days on the Camino de Santiago in Spain. I took a group of uh, wow. faith-based business guys over there okay. and I brought along a gentleman and he's, he's like, uh, he's just getting ready to launch his photography business. Right. And he's working a full-time job, but he's also doing part-time photography and he's got this business replacing half of the income he makes with his full-time job. Wow. But, but he only has 10 hours a week to do it. So, yeah. you know, we're talking about business strategy Hey, what's the marketing strategy? What are the X's and O's to get you from where you are to where you need to be with the time you have so you can go quit your job? And um, it turned out that that was the easy part. He knows how to do that. He was doing it while we're on the trail in Spain. He would stop. He would talk to people, say, oh, you're a cute couple. Can I take your photo? I know it's kind of weird, but hey, I've got this photography business and I'm just going to send this to you. Nothing. I'm not charging you. I just want you to have it. And then what do they do? They follow him on social media and then they like, He's, he's getting business while we're over there. But, but what it came, what it came down to for him was there was, there was a deeper, there's just a deeper fear that I think we all have of like, say, cutting the cord yeah. to a secure, stable job. And then we started having those discussions. And then I was able to share moments when I had that and it's like still have that right now today. Yeah. talking to you yeah. <laughs> about, about what I'm getting into. So it's been, it's been cool. That's how I get to do that every day. And, um, and I think men, especially, we don't get vulnerable like we should. And it's not until we can find or create a space and place with other men to do that, that, right. that we can really dig in and overcome things and then just become the best version of ourselves. And that's a critical point right there. Become the best version of ourselves because I mean, God made us to be great beings. We mm -hmm. just have to understand that, keep that in the forefront of our mind that will overpower this bad like you said that bad bird that's talking in you when you, you mm -hmm. know, have these issues yeah. you know that's not our path that's just a snapshot of our life that's not our whole life we can change the yeah. next chapter yeah um and you know that's a, a great point there because we we are so valuable um you know yes. it, yeah and and you know looking at it from from the faith-based perspective because I'm, I'm a jesus follower i believe in jesus and his story that's what i bet and base my my life on, but I believe that God has designed ev everybody on the planet with a story and and a purpose, and and it's good, and it's good for the world, and it's good for the kingdom, and and there are forces against that yeah. that don't want that to happen. So they are going to look at all of the places where you've missed the mark, call that yeah. sin, or you've screwed up in business, or you did things you weren't supposed to, and it's just going to be this little voice in it, and it's allowed. And one thing I would say, you know, as you're seeking encouragement, you're trying to engineer a plan like for your life for this is the loudest voices can many times be the falsest voices. Yeah. And, and when you're yeah. trying to seek truth. And again, I just share this out of because they're screaming at me all the time when you're <laughs> seeking when you're seeking, you know, truth and your purpose and what's right. It's quiet. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't say anything at all. And you've got to And you've got to look for that because somebody starts screaming at you, you're going to listen to them. Right. Yeah. You don't have a choice, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. It overtakes yeah. the quiet. So, but that brings up an interesting point too, because um, the other thing you mentioned was, or it's in your website basically was school told you to shut up and sit down and you just kind of triggered on something 
because okay you know whether you were ADD or whatnot or you're just creative mind just mm -hmm. going, whatever it may be yes. um that paradigm that we need to change in today's society that you know what some people aren't that one to just follow the constant rule of taking the you know the cow to the slaughterhouse or whatever it may be mm -hmm. there's yes. differences for that and I think your faith allows you to build that strength that makes you yeah. better to get out of that line and go a different direction. How did that work yeah. for you? You know, I, I did not find my faith nor commit my life to Jesus till I was 19. And, you know, I found, I found him in the back of a police car after a, a cop scooped me up. I was almost dead from drugs and alcohol in, in a field, like on a, on a new year's morning. So um, I didn't, I didn't have that, but that doesn't mean that God wasn't there painting right. my story. I just didn't know it, didn't realize it, didn't believe in it. And my faith story is, was this, it was this constant battle of like these two different voices of people, people that were representing Jesus and the gospel and what it really meant with love and no judgment. And they're just, they're quiet, right? They're like, Matt, you want to go grab a coffee? Um, I want to, I want to tell you about this Jesus guy. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to talk to you because you're a hypocrite. You hate gay people. Like I, I said, all the stereotypes, right? You're Bible thumping, sky daddy believing, like, give me all the objections. I, I thought that's what it was because I got these guys over here, like severely, harshly judging me. I'd come home drunk every weekend in the dorms. And there was a gentleman there, uh, sitting in cargo shorts and a wife beater playing the guitar, singing Jesus music. They're having a Bible study at two right. in the morning. You know, I just got done doing drugs and drinking and I'm coming home. Um, they're eating Chipotle, right? Yeah. Like they're eating a little burrito bar, singing the music. And I get real loud, real intentionally. And I'd pop in just to let them know I'm here and I'm drunk. And he'd let me know, oh, are you drunk again? You know, you need Jesus. And he, and he didn't invite me into a Bible study. didn't love on me. didn't get to know me. didn't offer me a burrito. Yeah. Like I was high. I could have eaten. Yeah, like, right. Can I handle some grub? So, yeah. So to, to, to sum up the point is like my, my journey up until when, when Jesus showed up in just a really cool way without this police officer, even saying the name of Jesus, I was battling these loud, judgmental, condemning, um, you're not good enough. This is what you need. And you suck voices. And then they're right. representing, and then they're saying like, that's what Christianity is. Like, I want nothing to do with you right. guys. So right. I'm, I'm canceling out these voices that were just there. So yeah, that was the story. So when you asked the question of, you know, my, my faith didn't, I didn't have it. I just knew I was different and I was in an environment where I was being judged and pushed out of that typical school environment. And then I find business. So my, my whole upbringing was trying to get through school, do the deal, get the right. grades so that I could go work, make money, do business. And right. yeah. And sometimes that's, that's, you know, that's a great path for a lot of people. I mean, you get so many people in our in our society that, you know, didn't go the college path or whatnot. And that's fine. Um, it, it's, you know, how it works for you. And I think that's what was important for people. Be willing to keep your mind open to learn, to grow. And like you yeah. said, take those steps that are necessary to get from point A to point B. And then understanding how you're going to do it. So I love personality profiling. I'm okay. really deeply certified with uh, DISC. And okay human motivator. So it's the iceberg. It's how yeah. and why you behave the way you do, but just understanding that like I'm fast moving, mm -hmm. visionary, energetic, extroverted. I don't do pace. I don't do procedure. I just go, I jump off the cliff and right. that freaks a lot of people out. I've just, I've found, okay, 
find somebody that can at least throw me the parachute, especially if I'm bringing five or six people off the cliff with me. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I think for, you know, especially for what you're doing, the people listening is just, just being self-aware of all the different layers. Again, your story brings so many lessons of who you are, how you're designed, what you love, and then what kind of environment can you place yourself in to have all of that thrive and, and shine? Right. That's great. I mean, it's, that's good information for people because, um, Knowing that we're not doing it alone, I think is a big relief and gives people hope. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a great message for people. Um, it, it's because you mentioned that you know how you got a chance to be redirected in your life. How has that formed the path you're on now, or, or did it? I mean, it was obviously it became a part of it. Um, I mean, you get to yeah. encourage people. You get to, did it change your perspective? Did it, you know, enlighten you to the way things were? <clears throat> yeah, you know, it was it was really interesting. So I'm I'm 42 and, and I found Jesus at 19. And again, like I was, um, because of the upbringing, the bullying, like although I was making money and I was very certain and secure in business or marketing, I ran a college painting company in college. That's how right. I got introduced to the business. You put me in that space. Like I'm the most confident dude, but anywhere else still, still struggling just because I had this, this identity of like never, never being good enough. And I filled that void, right? I filled that void with drugs and alcohol and chasing women. So, you know, this night I'm totally wrecked. I get picked up by this police officer. He decides to drive me home instead of take me to jail and at first he was very judging and kind of condescending about what my, my choices were. And then he just kind of changed his tune. And he's like, hey, man, I'm being hard on you because I just picked another kid up a few months ago and he didn't make it. And I had to go right. tell his parents that, that he's dead. And um, I just want you to know that you're loved. He didn't quote John 316. He didn't he didn't quote a Bible verse. He you know sends me home. And I realized um, I realized that this guy could have judged me and condemned me and and. Yeah. You know, he didn't, he gave me some grace and forgiveness. And so I, so I turned my life around at that, at that point. And now God and Jesus is, is part of my life, but I'm still struggling with all of these things. So as I started growing Amity painting, building the business, I'm a Christian, but I was not really bold in my faith. I was mm -hmm. not really digging in to develop my faith. I was still relying on my efforts Right. My skill sets. I mean, like all the awards, it's great. Like they're, they're great yeah. for your resume, but I won this. I was the top this or the top that. And I wasn't really nice to work for Bob. Like I was, I was a jerk. I wasn't a great leader. And, and just through that journey of just realizing it at the core business basis of like, people aren't staying to work for the company. Um, I've got mentors telling me these things they are like, you need to really, really dig in to start caring about people more. Right. So where I'm at now is, I mean, it's been a culmination of my journey of, you know, business, it's marketing, sales and numbers and P&Ls, but all of that happens with people that have lives and stories and you've got to care about them. Like you truly have to care about them. And if you don't, it's going to create issues in the business. So I am absolutely a people over profit guy. If you focus on the profit that people run, but when you pour into people, the, the profit will come. Uh, it's a longer game thing. Sometimes it doesn't happen right away. Um, but you you have a chance to to impact somebody and their family's story for forever yeah. within business. And and you've been it seems like you've been able to live that too. So um, it's interesting that, that you talk about you know how you've been able to shift that. Does 
does your Brazilian jiu-jitsu, does that offer focus for your success? Help you to, yeah. you know, no oh, squirrel, you know, keep you from doing that or, you know, because it is, what, a, it is a, a, mm-hmm. a sport that does that, it helps your mindset, right? It, it does so many things. So big picture, it, it, Bob, like physically saved my life. I would say um, what, what I carried a lot just as my journey as a man, I was very angry with a yeah. lot to prove because of what I went through. So I was just a pissed off business dude. And then you start making money and then you're a confident pissed off. And then I got muscles. <laughs> right, yeah. so, like, so I rolled into a jujitsu academy one day thinking it was going to be a kickboxing class. Um, I had just did a big weightlifting session at the, the Gold's Gym. And I happened to walk in during Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I had never, you know, I'd, I'd watch UFC and mm-hmm. I knew they'd go down to the ground, start choking and all these things. But I walk in, there's a bunch of guys in pajamas and belts rolling around, sweating on each other. I go, what is this? They go, oh, it's BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Like, what's the goal? <laughs> and they said, just go grab somebody, take them down get on top of them, you know, control them. And then you can choke them. See, see that that's a choke. That's an arm lock. I go, okay, sounds good. Like, give me the, give me the big guy. Right. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 go with Timmy. And and I'm 20, I'm 27. I'm 200 pounds of just, just muscle. And this little 14 year old kid named Timmy, I go up and you know, bump knuckles and I, I chase after him and he flips me upside down, gets on top of me. And I'm like, I'll just bench press him, you know, half my size I can toss this kid and he cranks my arm out like rips rips the arm and I'm tapping out but but what I realized there it's like strength and and like will and determination and drive and strength and force and all this this just got totally used against me I'm now on my back so jujitsu just teaches leverage timing technique and being resourceful with with resources right so um it calms me down when you get these really loud voices like like mentally Right. And you're trying to be positive, you know, being in jujitsu puts you in stressful situations where somebody can be here right up in your face, like ready to fight, screaming. And you just have to take a breath, be calm, create distance, space, um, and, and have time to think about how do you de-escalate that. So yeah, it's created this this peace in my life. And the more I learn it, so when I when I when I had Timmy beat me up. I said, I can't wait to go do that to somebody. Like that was my initial response. That's why I came back. Um, Why I do it now is like, I just want to have that tool that I don't ever want to use, but just having that tool to to protect, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically. And I've used it two or three times outside the academy where it's it's been warranted and needed and it's very effective. But every day in business, like you're under this pressure, right? And when you cave under the pressure, or you can't think clearly under the pressure, you don't always make great decisions. Yeah. And jujitsu really, really helps with that. And that's a, that's a great focus point to, to narrow that down. So yeah, because any situation can get out of hand quickly. You know, irate customers. You know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and you got to be able to handle that. You got to be able to de-escalate, like you said, de-escalate it, calm it down, um, let them vent if that's what they need. Um, there's so many avenues to that. So uh, interesting, very interesting. I, I would I would highly recommend it. I mean, just in terms of like physically getting in shape, it, it's it, it seems like a little cultish of a community. You get in there and, you know, they're rolling and, it, it you know, so there's there's the community aspect. But but yeah, what it does for you mentally and then honestly, like we live in a world like I pulled up on a car accident the other day to make sure everybody's OK. There's a 40 ish year old guy. <clears throat> this 
16 year old girl turned in front of him. Mm. She's like a hundred pounds. He's a big dude, you know, my size and said, everybody. Okay. And he's pissed off and he starts screaming at her and laying into her. And I'm like, this guy, this guy's going to possibly yeah. physically attack this girl. And, and we didn't do anything physical, but we just, you know, created some distance between them. And he was mad. And then he got more mad about it. And, um, just stuff, stuff like that. We live in a world where, you know, unfortunately people can come try to take advantage of you. And if you're an easy target, yeah, then you're the one that's going to get attacked. Yeah. And they react before they respond. So that's, you know, we got to calm down a little bit. So, well, I know you're going to, I just got my copy yesterday. Your, yeah. your, your baby there, your, your new book mm-hmm. called painted baby um, mm-hmm. released this year. Um, if I can, there's a there's a quote that's really interesting in here that just getting into this and I wanted to read it for the audience. It says being real vulnerable and 100 percent honest in business builds deeper trust and connection with clients and those you serve. And this is what ultimately grows your business. Yes. Tell us about that. So the pre- the premise of the book, and, and it's, it's just a funny story of really a really bad day that I had in the painting business is <laughs> so so painting a picture of perfection it prevents true connection right. and what I mean by that is especially now in 2023 2024 uh, we, we live in a world where you go to social media right it's perfect life perfect wife perfect breakfast yeah. perfect vacation <clears throat> and in business we feel like we have to present you know in a sales presentation yeah. right our five-star a-plus shiny marketing brochure best, best, top, top. It's like, no, 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 you're human. (laughs) You are not perfect, but we, but we paint this picture of it and we set this expectation that we can't meet. And at some point or time in business, you're gonna let somebody down. And I was very much growing my business by selling this way. I mean, I was a hardcore closer, numbers, ratios, pre-close, you know, just give me anything. I'd sell it. And I'm sitting at the sales appointment and um, trying to close one of the biggest deals ever of my life. And this gentleman, Bill, we've worked for him before. He knows we do good work. I'm giving him the marketing brochure and he won't sign the contract. And he goes, Matt, I want to know about a time that you screwed up and what you did about it. So he's asking me to open up the closet, pull out a skeleton, show it to him. Yeah. You don't do that in business. And, you know, you think about my story that I just shared, yeah. you know, I've got to prove myself. I've got to, I've got to be this guy that you're not always. And I ended up telling him about a time that we had a paint sprayer explode on a job site, painted a customer's baby. Mom is standing there, homeowner standing there with the baby. We're getting ready to spray a door. And um, yeah, the paint sprayer explodes like one in a million kind of an accident. And he leans in. He's totally hooked. He's engaged. He's like, you did what? And then I just took him through what happened. He said, what did you do about it? I said, we made it right. How'd you make it right? Well, here's what we did. Okay, so here's the worst thing that can happen. Here's your potential one star F. Yeah. And here's how you bridged that gap to make it a great experience. And he goes, Hey, I want to do business with you. Shakes my hand. And at first I thought painted baby was all about share business disaster, close more business. But what it ultimately is, and when you shared that quote, is it took me seven years to write the book. Yeah. If I would have written that book in 2015, it would have been, I, I think, just a cheesy sales book. What it is now is that true relationships and business are formed between humans. Business is just humans serving humans. When one human can be vulnerable and brave and say, you know what, can I just share something that that's going to put you out there at risk? And then the other person goes, oh my gosh, you're human too. Yes, I relate. And I did that too. And then you build this deeper level of 
connection and trust. You set better expectations and that's what leads to more sales. It's not share a crazy story, get more business. And we miss opportunities every day in business because we're both holding it back and right. we're scared to go first. But then I guarantee when you like you grab the book, you follow the process, go throw it out there next time you're at a business appointment there you or go. maybe you're maybe you're dating, right? You know, you're, you're in the dating pool and, yeah. and you're like, Hey, can I tell you about a time when like this didn't go and people respond to that? Yeah. Yeah. They realize so, you're real and that's, you know, Oh my, yes. you have mistakes too. And you fall down mm -hmm. and skin your knees just like everybody else. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, it's comforting to people to have, to know that somebody else is in that same boat. Um, and that's, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to reading this. I've enjoyed what I've read so far. So it's Thank you. Thank interesting. You. So, uh, well, man, let's tell people about, you know, where they can get a hold of you, how they can follow you on social media, et cetera, on your website, so they can make sure they get, you know, yeah. get a copy of this book and follow you what you're doing. Gosh, I'd love that. Yeah. So everything can be found at mattshaup.com. Uh, you can, you can access the, the books, the video coaching programs I have. Uh, we're actually launching a launching a men's mastermind group here in Northern Colorado, as well as we'll, we'll be in other places as well. And we do some really cool leadership adventures to Spain. We've got a father son hike of a lifetime coming up next year in uh, June of 24. We're going to take six or seven fathers and their sons um, to hike for six days, 70 miles, and just really focus on some really intentional fathering time with our kids huh. and uh, some really cool guided uh, leadership experiences with them. Oh, that's great. And that's, yeah. you know, outdoors, you can't beat that. You know, there's great things that, that you it's know, you just, know. yeah. Where would that, be? would that be? Would that be in Spain or in Colorado or where? So it's the Camino de Santiago in, in Spain. So okay. the whole, the whole trail is a 500 mile pilgrimage. We hiked oh. the last six days and it's okay. um really is some of the most beautiful scenery um, so just scenery, food, fellowship, the food's amazing up there. Um, you you kind of eat like, eat like Kings every day yeah. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Cause you're walking 10, 15 yeah. miles a day. <laughs> so, wow. That's great. Yeah, that is yeah. great. Well, we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes and Matt, I really appreciate what you're doing for our society, what you've done for, for business and entrepreneurs and, and sharing the word with people of the hope and, and energy and, and optimism that's out there in this world. I, you're a light that will, you know, will shine well in our society. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for being here today. Thank you for being a guest on the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Bob. All right. Thanks. You have a great one. Hello, this is Bob Brum, your Encouragement Engineer. I want to be your contrarian. I want to help you in the battle to overcome the negativity that inundates our daily lives. You're better and greater than your situation, and you've been given a gift by our great creator. As an encouragement engineer, I can help you to see the value of a positive perspective, positive actions, and positive mindset in your life. No matter if you're a solopreneur, a corporate contributor, or a large organization, the value of your greatness needs to be shared with the world. As an author and encouragement engineer, I would love the opportunity to enlighten your organization with the value of positivity for your situation. We can overcome negativity with the light of positivity. I encourage you to contact us at BobBrumSpeaks.com for more information, and let's have a conversation about your situation and how we can help you. Thanks for joining us on the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. To learn more about the services Bob provides, please visit his website at BobBrumSpeaks.com for more information, and please feel free to share this podcast to your friends.